0: This is Ad Speaks Houston, the podcast and radio program from the American Advertising Federation, Houston, made possible by Eddie Martini, Joe Cesarato, and our good friends at iHeartMedia Houston. Thanks, guys. And this is the year-end wrap for 2020. You can choose to wish 2020 away, but I believe we need to look at the blessings and the good things that happened this past year. Yes, we've been through a lot, but we've also stepped up to the challenge and kept moving forward with hope. And at the American Advertising Federation Houston, we continued to build a club that represents our industry and our multicultural advertising community in a very big, positive way. We did this with an incredible bunch of people who make up one of the top advertising clubs in the country. Everyone stood up, accepted the challenge, and said yes to every request of their time and their energy, and great things happened. No surprise there. Kay Krenick, our current AAFH chair. John Manlove. Joe Cesarado, past chairs. Valentina Gomez-Bravo. Joe Biondi. Joni Verdina. Michael Albrecht. Guido Falcone with Add to Houston. Brian Bearden. John Del Tato, Leah Howard. Alfred Martinez. Dylan Moore. Alberto Morales. Kate Nilsson. Norm Pegram. Kelly Robinson. Sonny Villarreal. Alvin Wright. Joe Fournette. Tammy Guest, Jay Hagens, Larry Kelly, and a good friend we lost just a few weeks ago, a very dear friend, Mr. Dwight Douthit. This is the A-Team of advertising professionals in Houston, and this year was made better by every one of them. There is no way to pay back their level of support and passion for the American Advertising Federation, but then again, that's not why they do what they do. So, A-Team, here's to a job well done, at a year that could have had a different result. But it didn't. We're going to start things off with Kay Krenick, our current AAFH chairman, as she talks about her year in charge and what we can expect in 2021. Kay Krenick is the chairman of the American Advertising Federation Houston. This has been, well, a year. This has been, in many ways, a good year. Many ways, a good year. And I know what you're going to... Some folks will say, what are you talking about, Ray? Well, it's the truth, especially as you look at the American Advertising Federation Houston. Kay, how would you describe, and I'm going to call it an adventure, (laughs) as chairman of American Ad Federation Houston this year? How's it been going, Kay?
1: Well,
2: I'm, I'm sure everybody out there will say that 2020 will have been their most challenging year ever. Um, And, you know, quite frankly, it looks like 2021, at least the first half of it, uh, it's going to be sort of the same thing. Um, But hopefully there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I think amongst the challenges, there's also uh, some bonding or some, you know, where we all pull together to figure out how we're going to move forward that's been very positive. So even though our board hasn't met in person, it really does feel like we're all on the same page and the same team, which was as you remember our little theme that yes. we used for our board um, online virtual board retreat this summer yes.
0: um,
2: but um uh, I think for the most part we're answering those challenges um you know going you know we've had a really strong webinar game going since um April we had one in April may- yeah, it's so all the way through um and um, in fact, December's our first. A month that we haven't done a webinar. Uh, and that's always because of our Addy entries uh going on at that time. So um I should say American Advertising Awards.
0: You can say and, whatever you want, Kay. I'm okay. I won't tell anybody, okay
2: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um They um so so overall I think that there's been a lot of challenges and I but I believe we're stepping up to the challenges and I you know, what is it they say what doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. So I think we're coming out stronger right now.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, boy. Well, I agree with that. So having the having the the ability to choose, which we don't, we never have that ability. What what would be better, having a normal year or having a COVID nineteen year for you personally?
2: Well, I would say a normal year, only because um, you know a big part of the club is uh, our our members. And, you know, being able to network and work with each other and meet other members and move all that forward. And we're doing the best we can if that we're working on some type of virtual networking event for early in the year. But um, that's, you know, what I do miss is uh, our members being able to interact with each other and being able to interact with our members on a monthly basis.
0: Okay, what are some of the, the best things that have happened along the way so far for you and the club?
2: I will tell you that, uh, well, again, uh, everybody's stepping up and, and helping us do stuff, and we were very successful with our fundraising auction, which was very helpful. We appreciate all the work that everybody did on that. Um, but I'm, but for me, and of course, I would say this every year, the most fulfilling thing that I do through AAF is participate in that student conference. I love to see the students work on that project and, and they, you know then get judged and have the competition and really kind of opens their eyes to what real world, uh, real clients, real deadlines are. And seeing it in person um, for several years has been phenomenal. But I was so imp- impressed with how the students and our leaders, um, Valentina and Kate Nielsen, were able to turn that student conference into a virtual event this year. And it, it still had that same kind of um, energy and excitement that you see in the student spaces. Um, even over Zoom. It came across over Zoom. They were so excited when the presentations were made, and that's just a very fulfilling thing for me. And and, and to me, it's one of the biggest ways that uh, advertising professionals can give back, and that's to the future of our industry.
0: I'll tell you, that was a huge hit as well. You're absolutely right. You know, Kay, most everybody that we talk to in our industry Has really been affected by the pandemic. I, you know, that's just a fact. But, but almost everyone that I've spoken to has also found a way to do advertising a little bit better. Uh, What's your take on that for this year?
2: Well, you know, it's at the heart of it. It's communication, and um, so we are we have to communicate what we're trying to say. To whoever it is. So if we're not able to get in front of them in person, um, if our clients aren't able to get their message to them in person, we have to be equally as creative in how we help them get their message out. So I think it does probably, you know, put that challenge out there, whether it's the creative itself, whether it's the media, uh, maybe, you know, more be, maybe more social media than what's been used in the past because more people are disconnected and they're online a little bit more trying to stay connected if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah again ups uh, uh, you know an uptick about p- positivity to take away from 2020 you know and your term obviously uh, continues into uh, 2021 but t- at the end of your term uh as chairman of the american Ad federation in houston what would you like people to remember about Kay Krenick?
2: that's a really good question Uh, about me personally about my term as chair. Well, Um,
0: however you'd like to answer that. I'm just, just curious (laughs) what you feel.
2: You know what? I I try to, try to keep things as positive as possible because it's not any fun when it's not right. When it's negative, it's, it's not, it's not fun. And who wants to participate in negativity? So, um, as, um, one of my design professors at Texas Tech, i got to get that in there, see, um, told, uh, said that the problem, the solution to every problem is inherent within the problem itself, and I know it's a quote from somebody famous, I just can't remember who right now, but um, I, that's how I've looked at all of this. You know, each thing that we've approached has been a challenge, but, um, you know, if we look at it hard enough, how can we solve it in a positive manner, and uh, so far we've been doing that. And hopefully, the upcoming American Advertising Awards will be the uh, 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 a good example of that as well.
0: Oh yeah, that's good. Looking forward to that as well. And and I'm loving the participation as we ramp into uh, into the awards coming up in uh, February. You know, if I wasn't in uh, advertising and marketing and broadcast, uh, you know, production and such, I would be a bush pilot in Alaska in a heartbeat. Okay, so let's look at mm-hmm. Kay Krenick now. If it wasn't advertising, what would it be for you?
2: Ooh. Um that's a really good question. I haven't thought about it in a long long time, which is good because I think that means I've been really happy doing what I what I chose for my career. Um at one point in early I had always would I think I would have enjoyed being an interior designer, but you know, there's not a huge jump from creative director, art director, to um, interior designer. But I think that probably would have been something that I would have enjoyed. And the longer I'm stuck here at home, the more I want to redo everything in my house. So I think my husband may be <laughs> not so pleased about my second career. But
0: <laughs> It's time it's, for a trip to Sherwin-Williams, isn't it? it yes. Oh, it's going to exactly. be more than
2: Sherwin-Williams.
0: <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Well, max out that Lowe's card. It'll be fun. They, they like they like the <laughs> credit at a very high interest rate. It's a wonderful thing. Um, Good to know. There you go. You know, we really have a dream team of board members and program chairs this year, and they've really pulled off miraculous things as a team together. Talk about your A-team here.
2: Well, um, you know, it's hard to not... Um, well, I'll start with programs, and of course that brings up our friend Dwight, who we lost recently, but he had the vision to set up our programs in three different categories, and then we have he had three team members, each one in charge of that category, and that's partly how the programs have just continued to move forward, and Dylan Moore is putting together a great program for January as we speak, and uh, John Del Toto is already working on the March program. We always um skip the February program because again of the American Advertising Award. But um uh, so so he set that up early and and by having the categories outlined, um, it really helps focus on the speakers. So the same would be true if we were still having our monthly luncheons with speakers. We've still stick to the three main categories that we have selected. So um that I have to give a lot of credit to. Um, and then of course um, from there, our auction, and um, that John Del Tato helmed, and you know, this is the first ever we had. We had done a silent auction as part of our Trailblazer Awards, which is uh, sort of a gala where we honor a uh, local Houston business person who has become successful through the use of advertising. Um, and we've had silent auctions connected to that, but we've never done just a silent auction. But we decided we couldn't really honor um, a Houston business person. Um, the way we'd like to virtually and so we just took the auction out and went with it and um John did a great job with that. Um and of course oh and, and I let me just back up on programs and just say that Dylan Moore, John Del Toto, and Sunny Villarreal are the three uh people uh and Sunny did a great job with our November program. So I don't want to leave him out. So um uh, and then of course from there I, I just can't say enough about what Valentina Bravo, Valentina Gomez, Bravo, and Kate Nielsen did with student conference. And one of the most interesting things, probably because it was virtual, is that we actually pulled in uh, more professors than usual. We had up to over 30 professors, I believe, registered, and they've made a lot of good contacts. Uh, Tammy Guest, who's been chairing the student conference for years, has really been a great mentor to them introduced them to all of her contacts and helped lead them through this process. Um, luckily, uh, these girls had the technology uh, to know how to go about making this thing work on Zoom with these breakout rooms for every team, and it was just amazing. Um, they they just did a phenomenal job, and they're, they're taking advertising education much further than just student conference, and we'll see more about that uh, in the spring, but they're Developing a mentorship program and possibly an internship program, and and really uh, kind of being more of a year-round uh, program. So they've got great vision, and and now they've made great contacts, and I'm very excited to see that moving forward. And of, of course, I can't um, leave out you yourself and Joni, uh, Verdina, our treasurer, who is also our Addie as our uh, co-chairs for the American Advertising Award.
0: A lot of people. That's
2: a lot of leadership, right there.
0: Yeah, it is a lot of leadership and a really great vision, too—the focused vision. You know, okay. The re- the reality is things are not the same, and most likely they will not be the same as we move ahead, at least in the the near future. How have you set your focus uh, to adapt uh, to our new reality as we roll into twenty twenty one?
2: Well, you know, focus for the club should always be what the members, what the membership needs. Um, and, and I think that now that we've gone so long, not meeting in person, uh, we have to refocus a little bit on our networking opportunities. And a lot of people are working in silos right now. And, you know, we're, I think we can offer some creative ways to, uh, for them to meet each other and to do the types of things we would do if we could meet in person and hopefully, you know you know my term ends in July, so I don't know that by July um, that we'll all be vaccinated and feel comfortable, so it maybe after mm-hmm. my term, but I'm thinking in the fall we hopefully be able to meet again in person and but we need we need to develop some networking in between
0: yes, and doing a great job at that as well, okay, you want the bonus round questions Kay, for double the money, just like on the wall you'd like that
2: oh sure, okay, I'll- good.
0: we're gonna do three mm-hmm. questions here okay. uh. From Kay Krenick, shots or no shots?
2: Oh, you're talking about the vaccine? Yes, absolutely. Okay. First come, first serve. I'm just don't. <laughs> I've been joking that I don't know how high up the chain advertising marketing people are going to be. We're not first responders. We're we're not teachers, so I don't know how soon we're going to get it. I've been joking and uh, and saying it'll probably be after strippers and before trial attorneys. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's. That's that's actually pretty funny.
2: That's funny. Feel free to use it.
0: There you go. Okay, next question. Dine-in or take-out?
2: Oh, take-out. Okay. Uh, we've done very, one patio or something, no, two times on a patio, but I'm still very, uh, what is it? I heard Billy Crystal say on The, the View. I have to give him credit. He said, um, I have to be careful. I have a pre-existing condition. It's called fear
0: <laughs> well, that's, I think that's true in all of us, isn't it? Well, most of us, I should say. Okay, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. I
2: have to, I've, let me just back up and say that um, my husband's cooking skills are phenomenal, so I'm really lucky um, here. So he's uh, off the off the chart chef, and he's been trying new things during the pandemic. So uh, i not. I've got nothing to complain about.
0: Okay. Well, that chronic uh, to go number is 713. No, wait. No, I'm not going to say that. Okay. Okay. Final one here. Vacation or staycation?
2: Ooh, that's a hard one. Um, vacation, um, when as soon as we can. This is the longest we haven't traveled. We, travel is our number one priority. Um, and we just sold our lake house in June. And so we so we would consider that a, a little bit of a travel, and so not having any place to go is tough, but um, we're, we're still not comfortable traveling a lot yet. But it's certainly a big goal. In fact, we keep thinking they're offering some really good deals for next fall if anybody's out there looking like yeah. the cruises, or I don't know how long it, before I'd go on a cruise, but definitely start some domestic travel as soon as it feels safe.
0: Now, you talk about the Billy Crystal syndrome. A uh, Cruise... Mm-hmm is up uh, there at the top. Scary. Yeah, I'm not
2: I'm not booking it but that and and I feel sorry for them but they have a uh, a long way to go.
0: Yeah. They should. I I honestly yeah. don't know how any uh, buddy in the cruise industry uh any com- any company or anybody can actually recover from that. That that seems to be one of the hardest hit. You know, everybody talks about the restaurants but the travel industry, the cruises, the airlines and such like that. That is got to be one of the hardest hit as it as it uh, is impacted by by you know A what.
2: long time ago in my career I worked on Continental Airlines and I have been thinking about that you know every time you've worked in a segment uh for a while um uh I've I've been thinking about that and and how they you know of course it's United now but yeah. um and how you would market around that I mean I haven't seen you know they're, they're not spending any money I haven't seen anything from any airlines uh anywhere recently
0: Alaska okay. Airlines did a really cool campaign. They, it's called they when they do the uh, pre-flight, they call it the safety dance, and they they took the safety dance song and they turned it into a uh, a preflight a routine. It's really funny. You can catch it on YouTube. It's 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 funny. I too, saw too. that
2: on social. That's right. But I don't yeah. think they've uh, if they've done paid media, they haven't done it here because they don't fly yeah. out of here. But um, yeah. so I haven't seen it anywhere else. But that that you're right. That's that's again that falls back to what we were talking about in terms of you know. These types of challenges uh, require uh, more creativity in how to address it, and that's a good
3: example.
0: Yeah, as opposed to in a world where things are bad, here's what we're doing. They're having yeah. some, they're having some fun with this, uh, and rightfully so. Great airline too. So as we move into twenty twenty one, give us some encouraging words. Just give us a, just give us a few sentences on uh, the K Chronic take on uh, what to look forward to and how to best launch into 2021, Kay?
2: Um, just, <laughs> I think that we all have, uh, we're all a little tired of what, of what we've been doing, but I think we just have to stay a little more creative and still equally as vigilant, uh, so that we can guarantee that everything will be so much better this time next year. Yeah. Uh, hopefully again, I keep focusing on the fall, but, um, uh, but there's creative ways of, of doing things a little differently. So um, I say just approach everything as a creative challenge, and um, and try to figure out how to do that. If that makes any sense, it's not really words of wisdom. I wouldn't say.
0: Well, I think but, it's pretty all going good. You know, <laughs> in a, in a one star year, you've made uh, you made a five star effort here with the American Advertising Federation in Houston, K. Okay. Uh, job well done and uh, look forward to uh, to great things to come in 2021 uh, with you and, and uh, you know we'll keep smiles on I want to say uh, uh, to you uh, Merry Christmas Happy Holidays to you
2: Oh same to you Ray and, and of course I wouldn't want to hang up without telling you how important these podcasts are and thanking you for doing them and uh, you know all of our uh, webinar speakers uh, end up uh, on doing a podcast and they look forward to that and they've all enjoyed it and we really appreciate all the extra efforts that you put in for us as well.
0: Thank you very much. It's a labor of love for a great organization with phenomenal people so it's a it's a no-brainer so thank you Kay for that. Absolutely. We had a very successful online auction this past year to raise funds for our student scholarship program. John Del Tado, Kelly Robinson, Dwight Douthitz, Kay Krennick, iHeartMedia, All those folks made it that way, so many folks and so many more. And Houston stepped up with generous bids, and we did it. You'll notice that I didn't mention one phrase we've been used to hearing this past year, and I'm going to leave 2020 without saying it. I will say thanks to the heroes, the doctors, the nurses, the researchers who worked like there was no tomorrow, because without their efforts, there wouldn't be a tomorrow. We saw the incredible efforts that would come out of this year and would give us hope. For a better year to come, the AAF Student Conference went on as planned in an online kind of a way. Valentina Gomez Bravo, Kate Nielsen, and a whole bunch of others, including Brian Bearden and Michael Albrecht, were involved in that process. So many folks put together a great event and an incredibly important event for American Advertising Federation Houston. Valentina Gomez-Bravo and John Del Tato talked about that in a podcast earlier this year.
1: Way back, yes. So I've been a student at the uh, competition. I've been a judge at the competition, and now this time I'm lucky enough to chair the competition. So um, I think not only the opportunity to have some real-life experience while you're still in school, but also the amount of networking that students get to make amongst themselves with the, their future colleagues or their future co-workers, and uh, also with professionals that can guide them, you know, in what are the best next steps to take in their career. We have a portfolio review, so getting that feedback from professionals that are active in the industry is invaluable in itself. You know, we have also a professional panel this year on how to build a campaign, which we haven't done before. and. That will give them some insight as to who does what. Like, what do we do in our jobs all day when we working working advertising? So giving them that insight, that will also help them make that decision of what they want to work on mm-hmm. once they graduate or, you know, what route they want to take. So, I mean, benefits are endless. And it's also a lot of fun, and it's your first taste of, you know, what a real-life campaign looks like. Getting to be judged and having also that experience of presenting under pressure, so it's a really good dose of real life advertising career in a very short amount of time. Plus all the learning, plus getting, you know, feedback of your work. I mean, the list goes on and on.
3: No, I was gonna also say that uh, you know Valentina says that she was a a student at student conference. I was even a wayer back. Student at student conference.
0: <laughs> oh, you were? Great, I didn't so. know that. Okay, that's really cool. Yes,
3: I was. Um, a, a very long time ago when uh, I was a student. And uh, it definitely is a great opportunity to, to, to see firsthand as a student what, uh, what, what's really going on in the world and, and what's really going on in, in this industry and, uh, and, and kind of what, what, what it, all that entails. Um, but it's also a great networking event. Um, you know, as Valentina said, you you can do a portfolio review if you want to. Um, you know, there was, there's a lot of kids that uh, that I met when we sponsored it in 2018 um, that uh, that reached out later on to to you know potentially interview for positions uh, when I was at Mattress Firm um, and as a sponsor when we were at, at when I was at Mattress Firm, um, it was an opportunity also to do some um, you know uh, networking and 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 meeting uh, people who could potentially come work uh, uh, for the company so,
0: yeah.
3: um, that's also a good benefit as a sponsor um, is that you can do um, some recruiting uh, to to meet some of the best and brightest students that there are in the area
0: and these folks are really hyped uh, to, to to do something like this as well. This is a th- actually a three day event. Uh, The fifth through the seventh, there is a again, we're virtual. And to think about this, this is a the cost is 30 bucks. I mean, come on, 30 bucks to get to be a part of this whole thing. It's amazing. Uh, Thursday, you've got um, a five to eight welcome, um, and uh, you've got some uh, things set up for that. I do believe uh, some uh, professors uh, for virtual panel discussions. Is that right, Valentina?
1: So the rundown of the event is going to be on Thursday. We have, of course, our welcome, explaining how the event works for all those students that maybe it's their first time. Uh, We're going to have our professional panel on how to create a campaign to give them an insight of who does what and what every role entails. And then we're going to have them meet their teams for the first time uh, with their host agencies so that they get a chance to start talking about, you know, who's going to be doing what in their team what they feel comfortable with, what their work process is, um, so that they can get you know, a head start on forming that relationship and figuring out what roles everybody's going to take in the team and getting acquainted, of course, with their host agency. So they get ready for day two, which is on Friday, where they get the brief presentation from their clients and they get to work in team breakout rooms where they actually have a good eight hours or a little bit less to come up with a whole campaign together and turn that in at the end of the day to our judges and present to our judges. So they get the full, you know, advertising life experience in 12 hours, even less. And then day three, they leave that night with all the expectation of who's the winner. Uh, Our judges are going to stay behind and finish deliberating. And then on Saturday, we start the day with a portfolio and resume review then we have a professional panel with how they got their start in their jobs to guide these students. Of course, we'll announce the winners. And then there's an after party that Add to Houston is going to put together for us. And for professors, which is something we've never done before, they usually, when we did the event in person, they would get uh, agency tours and, you know, lunch and all these activities. But this year, we're having a professor conference on Friday just for professors. And we're having a hiring trends panel. We're also having a panel on industry trends moving forward and a panel uh, on tools for online teaching and what's next in the teaching world. So everybody gets, you know, some goodies during this weekend. And I think it's, well, we're very excited of everything that the panelists that are coming together and, you know, everything that we're preparing. So it's going to be a little bit different, but it's going to be jam-packed of good information and a lot of training for
0: our students. That's a, that's a jam-packed uh, session, uh, the 5th or the 7th of November. And again, the cost, 30 bucks to uh, to become a part of uh, this year's student conference. I, w- I would imagine that uh, the student population will have an easy transition sliding into a virtual as opposed to live, because that's the world that I believe, uh, well, we're all living in, but students especially, that's how you do things. That's how you get things done today. I mean, that's not only students, you know, college students that that's everybody a great school and uh, in high school as well but uh, I, I see this as still being uh, a really tangible way for people to connect with one another and to people for people to come away with something really valuable and have some fun along the way and I saw that uh, from the from the video that uh, I was looking at uh, prior to our conversation today they came away energized and excited so what do you think What do you think is going to happen this year? Let's look at the crystal ball and tell me what things are they going to walk away from. And, and you can answer this, John or Valentina, what are they going to walk away from this year uh, being a part of this virtual event?
1: Well, getting networking, contact, experience. Um, of course they'll get a certificate of being part of our event as well for their resume. Uh, a lot of knowledge is also going to be delivered this weekend. Same for professors who are not only going to get a chance to network with other professors and exchange notes on, you know, who's doing what and how they see their um, teaching moving forward. Uh, so I think it's going to be a great bunch of takeaways, and especially for our sponsors and our title sponsor. And John can speak to this since he's been our title sponsor before. Um, giving, you know, that client the knowledge of what Gen Z has to offer and how they're looking at the world and how we can approach them. I think overall for everybody participating, volunteers included, um, there's a lot of value, not just in terms of knowledge, but also in relationship building and, uh, you know, doing your part in helping uh, develop the future of our industry. So, John. Um, I'm sure John has some insights of what it meant for him to be a sponsor and what they got from it but um I think it's a very value packed
3: event for everybody involved.
0: I agree John what about you talk about your experience.
3: Yeah um I you know like Valentina said I think the you know the, the benefits from the sponsored angle I mean there's just multitudes of them um but one of them definitely being Uh, The fact that you can construct a a, a campaign or a project based on whatever the company goals are, and then um, use and utilize the insights that the students give you through the the strategy and the campaign and the and the you know ideas that they have um, in real life situations. Um, And I know a lot of the things that we worked on uh, when we were at Mattress Firm with um, some of the ideas that the students came. uh, up with uh, were 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 taken in and used by the creative teams there, and so wow. um, there's a huge benefit to that. Uh, if nothing else, just to get a good insight into what uh, what what that uh, demo uh, what Gen Z is thinking about uh, for your brand, and so that that was a huge benefit. But as a student, um, at, like Valentina said, it was it was invaluable to be able to see how the real world works. And yeah, I think it's still going to be a little bit of a challenge uh, with the student conference being virtual. So, you won't have some of that in person, on site experience. But I still think, going back to what we were originally saying, since we've all sort of evolved to you know, the, the, the Zoom world and to the, to the virtual uh, meeting and, and, and working uh, environment, there's still going to be great takeaways that students are going to get from this um, that, that they wouldn't get uh, otherwise.
0: Man, I, it's we're learning as well. I, I'm going to go back, uh, and it's an important that we listen to this uh, 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 to them. Uh, you know, the boomers, millennials, and everybody uh, participating in this thing to listen to what they have to say, because uh, they are indeed uh, the future of our industry. So let's go back and do the way back machine here, uh, John. When you were participating as a, a student, uh, what was your what was your task? What was your uh, uh, creative that you that you did?
3: Um, So I was going to date me, but our uh, topic was to develop a campaign, a full campaign from, from strategy to theme to logo to execution to grassroots ideas for Space Center Houston. Uh, and oh. at the time, Space Center Houston wasn't open, did not exist. They were about to open in, in I guess, a year or so. It was under construction. It was you know, being developed. Yeah. Um, and so they were the client. And we sat down and put a full you know, 360 campaign around that, uh, you know, including all aspects of media and, and public relations and, and grassroots marketing and logos and images. And uh, um, uh, we actually, I'm happy to say, took third place. Um, which I was very proud of. I still have my uh, my my statue, Patty, here at Good home
0: uh, from
3: from that event. Um, and just really took away a lot of you know uh, learning how to work with other people and learning to come up with ideas. And okay, now we got to take all these ideas and put them into a, a strategy document. Um, and 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 so that when you deliver this to you know the client to the to the you know judges that it that it all makes and it all is you know uh, a complete package um, and so really something that that you know and, and again do had to do it you know in, in a day so um, it really gives students a great perspective on on what it's like to to, to take on that kind of a, of a campaign
0: you know that's interesting about Space Center Houston because that was more more than just an open house for a government uh, facility with Johnson Space Center and uh um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's become such a, an attraction uh, and done so well. So congrats, you obviously did the right thing there. Okay. That's a great thing. What about you, Valentina? When you were doing the, when you were doing on the team, uh, for the student conference, what were you guys crafting? What was the message there? Uh,
1: I'm trying to remember the client. Uh, I think it was the national science, sorry, I think it was the science museum, okay. if I remember correctly. But for me, the biggest takeaway was getting to make connections at that time that I still keep in touch with my team at the the time from different universities to see what they're doing now and keeping those connections. And um, also Portfolio Review was huge for me at the time because it got me, again, connections that helped me get started um, here in Houston with a lot of uh, clients and you know you never know what a what a new connection can get you in the future, so um, I had the best time
0: you know when George Floyd was at the top of everyone's mind, and I hope he still is in yours, we were troubled by the inequality and injustice in our world, and we dedicated more than an hour to talk about that on a podcast and radio program that we did this past year, so we don't forget here's more of that conversation
4: I, I think that First of all, we're in a very uncomfortable uh, position um, as advertisers and as marketers and as communicators because we're saying things uh, that uh, a lot of folks have a lot of distress about. And uh, obviously, it's it's disheartening that these these current events have taken place. Um, In my lifetime, and in the many years I've been around, I've seen this movie before. It's not new. Um, it's unfortunate that we're here, but I think that if we don't get caught up in the hype of what's going on and, and listen to what's being said by the activities and the actions, uh, we can start to have a dialogue and a conversation about how to make things better. And that's a part of what, you know, growing up in the South, South Chicago in the sixties has taught me. And that, um, especially in this industry, that there there definitely is a disconnect to some point that we have to look at on a realistic basis and make sure that at the end of the day that we're doing what we know to be just, right, fair, and equitable for all involved. That, That the divisions that are present are here today, and that if we're serious about making that change, then let's do it. Conversation is over, and I think that because you see all these um, the riots and the protesters and the anger that has uh, permeated most of all the media, people are getting all uh, I guess the frig jacked up, because of what's been going on. Yeah. Um, and so we we've got to try to get past all of the emotional part of this and and say, okay, now what's next? What do we do now to make this better? And if we don't have that conversation and lay out an idea, a plan, a program that's accountable, measurable, and attainable to make that change, we're going to see this again. It's not going to go away.
0: You've been fighting this battle for a while, Alvin. Uh, one of your comments here, great ideas have no color if it's a great idea. Isn't that an appropriate and wonderful statement to make? That erases
4: <laughs> everything except the fact that it's a great idea. And, and so in, in all my years of higher education, um, television news, uh, representative of uh, law enforcement and city government, Uh, what I find interesting is that sometimes an individual's own personal perspective, usually if they are the person of power takes precedent. Is that right or wrong? Well, that's a judgment call for those who are part of that conversation. But for me, I, I look at this as, as, as pretty simple that this is not a a black and white issue. This is not a police versus the citizens issue. This is a right and wrong issue. Things that are being done wrongly are wrong. And no matter how you paint it, it's it's still wrong. Mm -hmm. And so until we come to grips with the fact that we have to understand that what we're doing is not correct or beneficial for our bottom line, it's not going to change, and so having this conversation, there are people who just don't want to talk about it. Well, and I, and it's
0: I, easy I, not to want to talk about it, man. Well,
4: yeah, yeah, because you don't have to do anything if you don't talk about it, right? Or if you blow it under the rug and let it go, or let it die down, and we go back to what's normal, right? But it's going to happen. We've I've seen these things before. This is not new. So the, the key is if we want it to change or to stop, we must open up a, a, a dialogue, a conversation, and there must be active listening. And that's what's missing right now.
0: Alan, mm-hmm. thank you for that. You know, Valentina, a question for you. Um, you had commented um, uh, prior to the interview, you say that business is now personal. What does that mean? Uh, comment for you, Valentina.
5: Hi guys. Uh, I love that we're talking about this and thank you for the question. Uh, A big thing that I've learned uh, doing business or religious being a human being on this earth is that um, people for me come first. And um, ideally people for everybody, for businesses, no matter where you are, organizations, people should be your priority. And In the olden days, you know, when there was one doctor, one lawyer, one grocery store, one bank, you had no choice. So you just purchased from what you have available. As the markets grow, then you have a couple more options. But 10 years ago, nobody spoke about, or 15 years ago, nobody spoke about your brand values and a differentiator specifically for the world you're living today. The thing that I love about what's happening in the world, and especially in advertising and in branding, is that the quality of your product is not enough anymore. How good you are, how accessible you are, your price point is not enough anymore. And I think that's great because that's shifted the focus from businesses to what really matters. And that is what your company stands for, what your values are, what your mission is, what you really care for, and how you... Thank you regular. participate within your community. And I love that consumers are getting smarter about this and they are asking the companies they patronize for more than just a good product. Mm-hmm. So now is the time where, yes, business is important, but business now revolves around a lot more than just that item or that service that you provide. And the market is asking for it. So if we're not from a business standpoint, paying attention and listening to what's happening in the world, you're going to be left behind. And even if you have the best product ever, people will choose somebody else because they can trust and connect with other products and businesses that do stuff that really matters.
0: The personal connection to the brand, obviously important element. Absolutely. Hey, Sunny, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, how uh, the advertising world is basically responding and or reacting uh, to what's going on right now.
6: Hey, Ray. Hey, guys. I just wanted to uh, say that I'm pretty sure Valentina just dropped the microphone on that last response. We didn't see it because this is audio, but I'm pretty sure she just dropped it. Um, no, I, I think the advertising industry is, is speaking up. I mean, you see the statements that the agencies are, are putting out, clients are, are putting out, the brands are putting out. They're solidifying their positions, and you know, I think they're laying out the plans to take actionable steps, finally. I think they're actually taking not just words on paper, but actionable things that they can do as corporations and as, as agencies to help fight this, what is a 400-year disease, right? But aside from the advertising world, you have citizens, individuals taking action. I mean, you know, we we can talk about the protest and all the other trappings around that but i mean i think i think the fact that we're, we're stepping up and people are talking about this across the world not just the us is is pretty telling um corporate america is standing up and actually investing in in these organizations um and they i'm hoping that they really do put the money towards real tangible changes I, i'm hopeful that they will um you know i was watching yesterday doug mcmillan he's the ceo of walmart And they're pledging $100 million to help advance economic opportunities, criminal justice reform, and all these things that that we're talking about today. But I mean, that's huge. That's Walmart. That's I mean, that's taking action from a corporate standpoint. So if you look at the agencies, the corporate America, the country as a whole, I'm I'm glad that we're finally talking about it like we are here today. That's that's a good first step for sure.
0: Yeah. And that's not necessarily maybe a a reaction, but an an action, something that should have happened a long time ago. But the fact that it is happening is an incredible thing. Now, Valentina, your thoughts, the same thing, thoughts on how the brands are reacting uh, to, uh, to what's going on today.
5: Well, I'm glad to see a lot of people taking a stand and not being afraid of, you know, losing business over their personal opinions or over or where the company stands. I'm glad to see that a lot of businesses, big and small, not just the huge corporations, small mom and pop shops, small business owners, personal brands, internet personalities. I think it's very brave for a lot of people that feel uncomfortable, you know, opening up and they, and the constant fear has been that and that's a conversation I've had with my clients that, and that I've been listening to online people are scared of whatever's going to happen if they say what they want to say or if they do take a stand or if they go out and protest um, but the biggest thing for me it has been seeing people actually start to take action and not just stand in the conversation online or being, you know, Twitter soldiers, but actually doing things like Sunny was saying. And I found a list um, on Twitter, actually, of um, how many companies have been, you know, stepping out and putting out statements. And not only that, but sharing what their plan for diversity is in their businesses and sharing their diversity reports and really, you know, making act- taking actionable plans for what's happening. Um, I saw a makeup company you know, stop sales for blackout uh, Tuesday and say, we're not doing business today. You know, this is the day of reflection. And I'm like, yes, that's what we need to do and not be afraid of doing it because that's what the world needs now. That's what our consumers need right now. And I applaud those that are sticking to their guns and being true to their values and taking a stand because I also understand that it's not an easy thing to do.
0: You know, Alvin, I have a question for you, um, you know, as a club, American Advertising Federation, Houston, in, in your perspective, and you've been with the club for a long time, uh, as a board member as well and a participant, what do you think that uh, American Advertising Federation, Houston could be doing to better make um, this more of an inclusive, uh, you know, a, a club that represents Houston? What can, what are some of the things that you would like to see us do as a club to, to, to do a little bit better job of that?
4: Well, to kind of piggyback on what my colleagues have already said already, we're, we're in an opportunity right now to look inside of ourselves and reflect. And I'm a firm believer that sometimes we do bad things without knowing that they are bad things. And I think that if we take stock in those things that we have done, analyze them, and be critical about where we were and where we are now and where we're going, I think we can provide a better leverage of opportunity for, I think, more minorities, more women, um, to partake in this industry that we, that we all love and we're passionate about. Uh, reflection. I think that was one of the words I think I may have heard uh, Valentina say. Reflection is a tough, God, it is hard to do because reflection means you have to look at all of your good points and all of your bad points and, and suck it up and make a decision. Do you still want to do the bad things? If the answer is no, then you stop. As a spokesman with the Houston Police Department, I I would have this conversation with a lot of the officers when investigative reporters would show up and they would want to interview an officer about some behavior they had done or whatever. And I'd tell them, i say, well, I'm not going to ask you whether you did it or not. All I'm going to suggest is that if you are doing it, you stop right now and change your behavior because people are watching. And that's the, the key also is that People are watching. other folks in our industry are watching what we do as an organization. other clients are watching what we do as an organization. And the key is, are we going to provide leadership in the direction of of being right, being fair and being accurate? That's I don't know if that's <laughs> if that's controversial or not, but you know it's biblical. I can tell you that. But I think that when we when we talk to, you know, as a as a strategist and as an advisor, uh, you know, my responsibility is to is to let folks know you have to look inside yourself and make the decision for you. I can give you some suggestions on how to be better at what you do, but if you don't act upon it, there's not much more I can I can do to help out. So reflection is if you look around the room, and the room is not diverse. Ask yourself, is it diverse? Is the room diverse? Yes or no? Then the the question becomes, do you want to be diverse? If the answer is yes, then you work towards that end. If the answer is no, then you, status quo, you keep going the way you've been going, and nothing will change.
0: Uh, Sonny, for you, uh, having both experience in the agency and the client sides uh, with Motiva, with Lopez Negrete, what is your take on marketing? to multicultural communities.
6: How much time do we have, Ray? Because this is gonna be a three hour response.
0: I give uh, you as much time as you need. <laughs> Go.
6: It's a loaded question. I mean, you know, Alvin's, Alvin's right, diversity is real. You know, the, the country has been changing and it continues to change. And that's just a, a matter of fact. Um, I mean, the US as we know it today looks different than it did five, 10, 20, 50 years ago. 75 years and older, 20% of those uh, folks are multicultural. Baby boomers, 30% are multicultural. You go to Gen X, 40%, millennials, 45%, I believe. And as you get younger and younger, you end up at Gen Z who are 50% multicultural. I mean, you know, all in all, it's 40% that the country um, is multicultural. So if you look at that, you have to say, well, okay, you have to think that the marketing budgets and the spend reflect that 40%. It doesn't. And it's, you know, if you look at the the current spend for Black, Hispanic, Asian, LGBTQ, people with disabilities, it's 5%. And the correlation, it's just such a discrepancy. How do you have 40% of your country who is multicultural, yet you're spending 5% of your marketing dollars on those audiences? So you know, I mean, in the current world of inequality that we do live in, unfortunately, the numbers just don't add up. And so back to what Alvin said, I think it is an introspective look that we all need to to have and make some fundamental changes. Who do who do we hire and how do we hire them? Who and how do we promote? Um, Are agencies having the right conversations with clients? Are are our clients working with the right vendors, um, supply chain—you go down the list, and we have to figure out how do we make this right? How do we bridge that that massive gap? Because you know, corporate America and these these massive companies—they understand the uh, the potential of of, um, of the multicultural consumer. There's no doubt. Back in the '90s, and I'm sure you guys remember this, but we had multicultural agencies pop up left and right, and that was in direct correlation obviously, to the multicultural growth that I was just talking about. So you look at that and all of a sudden you see minority-owned shops tapering off. So you have to kind of dig into that. Why Why are these shops closing up? And what's happening with that emphasis on the multicultural consumer? And again, these-
0: by the way, the conversations you heard today are available in their entirety on our podcast. Ad Speaks Houston. That's available on your favorite podcast platform. By the way, if you haven't subscribed, please go there and do so. Do it today. The podcast is constantly being updated and we are always doing something new and beneficial for our advertising industry here in Houston. The American Advertising Awards, the place you can go to win an Addy. Our virtual celebration will be streamed live on Thursday, February 18th. And as always, We promise to give you a show like you've never seen. Details at AAF-Houston.net. As we roll into 2021, remember you can always become a member, either as an individual or as a creative shop, a corporate member. We promise to make your time spent with us either online or hopefully one day soon in person to be a valuable asset to what you do in the advertising industry and to help you do your job even better too. Not to mention this is a great group of people. And so we move ahead with confidence, a smile, and a love for our industry. If you are a regular listener, thank you for being here. If you don't know about AAF Houston, go to AAF-Houston.net and find out more. This is Ad Speaks Houston, the Addy Award-winning podcast created by Radio Lounge for the American Advertising Federation Houston. Copyright 2020. I'm Ray Shalens.